It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Hello and welcome once again to Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. You know, this is the only podcast that features tips and insights from some of the best independent financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country every week. I bring it all to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Something a little different this week. We're going to hear from a number of advisors and get their take on the Silicon Valley Bank failure and everything that happened after that. It's a big story. We've been talking about it all week. Thought would be interesting to see and hear from these guys and really their their insight. So let's dig in, start making our financial pizza today. For that, we'll start with America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. Now on the show, Financial Safari. Coach Pete has been helping folks get to retirement and through some of the bumps along the way for more than 30 years now. Now, in this clip, Coach, along with producer Thomas Lipscomb and me, we break down kind of what happened and offer some advice on what to do if you find yourself in a similar situation. We had a great week of bank collapsing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everybody's talking SVB. You ride by the bank, you wave to it, and it might not be there tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That's why you wave to your bank. <laughs> Crazy. Just crazy. crazy. And then well, I heard, and I didn't see this, but I heard that Kramer, the guy on CNBC, mm -hmm. was pumping up the the Silicon Valley Bank oh, wow. when it was over $350 a share a few weeks ago. And he pressed that little buy, buy, buy button. And uh, when somebody asked him about it back then, and and I think he was wrong, Thomas. What do you think? <laughs> it sounds like he might have been just a little wrong. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? A little, think, off, a little, off, a little off track there this Here time. Here we go. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye, Here's bye. what he should have said. Don't buy. Don't buy. And then maybe this. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> That's what everybody else did. <laughs> that would have been much right. better. Crazy. Uh, so don't pull your money out of any bank just because you see one bank having trouble. And if you have under $250,000 in a bank account, it's going to be fine. Commer right. Personal account. Uh, what, what happened out there at Silicon Valley is there were, there were millionaires and billionaires had money there. And they were going to lose a whole bunch. So they whined to the government over the weekend. And then the government said, we're going to pay all everybody, make everybody whole. Yeah. Which I, I'm glad they're making it whole. But guess where that money comes from? It comes from you and me. Even though they say, oh, it's not going to come from the taxpayers' money. Where does any money the government have come from? Us. <laughs> My back pocket. Absolutely. It's, it's not their money. Even though they get it, they never give it back. No, of course well, not. Well, I got a refund, Coach P. Well, yeah, that's because you already gave them too much money and they had to give it back to you <laughs> right. by law. If they could figure out a way not to give you refunds. They would. <laughs> of course they would. <laughs> I have so no doubt. it's been a mad, mad week there, crazy week. And, uh, you know, dominoes comes to mind because one bank falls and another bank falls and mm -hmm. such happens over and over again. Then it goes worldwide. So it is troublesome. And so it is a time to, I guess this is a wake-up call, to, to pay attention to where your money is. And if you have all your money in one basket, we always say don't leave all your eggs in one basket. And keep in mind, if you're planning for retirement, we, the main goal is income. Income is the outcome for retirement. That's right. It's not to look at your, sit around at home and look at your balance all the time. You got to, that balance has to go to work for you. It, start, it has to start coming out. What's happened good here in the last year or so is interest rates have been going up. It's been bad for a lot of things, but good for savers who didn't like taking all the unnecessary risks just to get a decent return or try to get a decent return to the stock market because they couldn't get a return in the bank and the CDs. 
We're seeing a lot of people taking money out of the stock market now, going back to the bank or some of the insurance products now that offer 5 or 6% return on a fixed investment for five years. That's pretty good. It's very good. Absolutely I mean, look is. at the rule of 72. It's coming back into play. The rule of 72 says you take the number 72, you divide whatever interest rate you're getting into that number, 72, and whatever number you get tells you that that's the number of years it'll take for that money to double. Mm -hmm. So we're getting up to close to 7%. 7 goes into 72 10 times. So in 10 years, your money could double. 6, just slightly under that, but still. Steve, we were at the time where we were talking, we were making fun of it because it was 1% return yes, if you're lucky. Course. So one goes into 72, mm, 72, 72 times. times. So we're a lot better than that now, Thomas. It, we absolutely are. And, it, you know, this reminds me of something. I'm, I'm going to do a bit of a throwback here. Do you remember when Wall Street Bets was going down and you had GameStop that all because of this internet forum, this GameStop stock was just going out of control. I yep. mean, it was tripling, quadrupling, whatever it may be. That was the meme uh, wars, they called it. Right. Like the yeah. memes. Yep. So, so uh, the reason I bring that up is self-fulfilling prophecies. This whole bank run is kind of the same thing. If everybody all of a sudden decides to run on the bank, you may yeah. create a problem where there wasn't one. Um, and I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was an interesting couple of things that's just happened here in the, uh, relatively recently uh, that are the same yet different. Well, we get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, I guess, and I'd like to encourage you to take a step back out there and realize that there are ways to have your money in places that you don't have to worry about. And yeah. we've set up people like that for, for 30 years. I've been helping people get into the right retirement-type plans, planning for retirement, something we don't want to even think about when we're younger, I guess. That means we're going to be older. Mm -hmm. Just like life insurance. We don't want to think about life insurance because it admits we're going to die. But here's two things that are going to happen unless you do die too early. Well, number one, you're going to die eventually, either too early or too late, depending <laughs> on who you talk to. And we're all, I mean, we're all going to die. We we're, are, all yes. going to, we're all going to retire. We're going to need money. So we're going to make sure, we need to make sure that we have the right plan in place. We put do. it that way. And so well, life insurance and just making sure that we have the right uh, vehicles for our money and not all our money in the wrong places or not all in, the, in one place, mm -hmm. which could be the wrong place. But Making impulsive decisions and moving all your money out of a bank, where are you going to put it next? So, again, don't have too much money in one bank, but spread the money out and make sure if, if you hear the bank's in trouble, don't put money in there. But a lot of times those rumors are started by other banks. <laughs> it's, there's a competitive environment out there in the banking world. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, pretty much the theme of the day. Financial Safari airs on stations around the country and originates from 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. And if you'd like to learn more about Coach Pete, just visit PeteOnDemand.com. That's PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to connect with one of the fiduciary advisors there who can help you. Now we get things from a historical perspective on the SVB failure and what we can learn from the past can help us get through the future. Joe Murphy lays it all out in detail. I think most people are aware what happened to Silicon Valley Bank and you know it's it's a it's a travesty that it did happen but it did happen and you know in these types of environments Steve you know being a history guy and analyzing data you know one of the things that we see during rate hike cycles in quantitative uh, constrictive policies by the Fed we start seeing the fallout and it doesn't happen all at once, but we have a major ca casualty and that's the SVP bank. And it is, it's, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of our clients are calling, is our money safe? And there's a lot of fear. And I ended up getting endless phone calls from our radio listeners asking how I knew guys, they don't have a crystal <laughs> ball. Um, it's just a, a typical environment during rate raises like we saw in 2007, 2008, you know, banks are susceptible. And that's why we were talking about that credit risk and, and being aware 
of the financials of the institutions that you're investing your hard-earned money in. I think it's really important to look at the leverage, look at you know their debt, look at how they're investing their money um, so you can feel and you can sleep good at night knowing that your money's safe and sound. Now, thank goodness, Steve, the, the government was very quick to step in and not only um, up to the FDIC insurance limits of 250,000, but they made all, all, uh, all, bank, um, all bank participants whole. Okay. So, you know, that, that's, that's a lot of peace of mind, but you know, how did this happen? How in this type that's of environment, yeah. yeah, with these regulations, Steve, how does this happen? Um, SVB is a very particular type of bank, um, mostly on the tech side. A lot of their clients, um, really profited off that tech boom. They had a lot of startups, a lot of venture capitalists where most banks make their money, Steve is lending. Um, SVP had a dramatic increase in deposits because of the customer base that they were servicing out in California. You had all these tech companies, they were high flying, you know, after COVID, when we had that launch of these tech stocks, they had so much in deposits. I think they were at 220 billion all said and done, but their lending was not keeping up with the deposits. So it looks like, you know, when risk management is on the forefront, they made a call to try and make some money and they made a really bad call, um, you know, in a zero interest rate environment. And that's when they started investing in bonds and how long in this show, Steve, are we talking about bonds, Months. you know, when the, when the interest <laughs> rates at zero, not where you want to be. Right. Um, Big, big mistake, you know, 88, $88 billion in, in mortgages at around 2.7%. Mortgages are trading, what, around six right now? Right. Um, the trade just went backwards on them and they got exposed. And what does Warren Buffett say? When the tide goes out, you get to see who is swimming naked. And unfortunately, <laughs> I heard that this morning as well. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately for SVP, they got caught. And I know a lot of investors are not going to be made whole, but all the all the people in the bank and that, you know, with depository accounts, the, the government stepped in and they did have a traditional run. You know, people panicked and took money out. Um, just rest assured, guys, you know, most of the the majority of the large banks out there, this is not a systemic problem. You know, this is something they're very well capitalized. You know, you can rest assured that you, your money should be safe, but be aware of where, how your bank is, is managing those assets and, you know, where they're making their money. It's important in this day and age, especially in this environment, to know where your money's at and who it's with. So if you're not sure, make sure you know so you don't get caught on the other end of something like this. Like, unfortunately, all those poor people that had a weekend of panic before the government stepped in and said, guess what? We got your back. So a little bit of good news on that end. It is interesting to get a look at things from a historical perspective, and Joe certainly is a great source for that. You can hear Joe's show, Wealth Health Radio, on AM 560 WIND Chicago, Sundays at noon. You can find his podcast on his website, mwmfinancial.tax, or find it anywhere you get a podcast, Apple, Amazon, well, you know the list. You can reach him here by texting pizza to 600-700. Now we head to Mississippi and Paul Roberts. Here, Paul and host Dave Perkins are talking about what led up to the failure of SVB, and he cautions us to be vigilant in doing your research before you jump into the fray. Paul's show can be heard Saturday mornings at 8 Central on WMXI News Radio 98.1 in Laurel, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and Saturdays at noon on Talk 103.7 in Pensacola, Florida. You can hear his podcast, robertswealthms.com, anywhere you get your podcasts. 
see, that's the thing, Dave. I, I don't feel it should take us up by surprise. You know, right. We, we've been talking about this for three well, years. What now. was it? Been what? watching it unfold, and it was the same thing in 2008. And that's that's my problem with that's a difficulty for me is when you see these things coming and you, and you you're watching it unfold and you're talking to people, yet the people are being propagandized so much that everything's okay, markets are turned around, feel comfortable. They were caught sleeping in 2008 okay it's not that we were caught off guard everybody was caught in a in a sleeping state they were caught in a state of greed all right warren buffett says when everybody's greedy then fear and go safe when everybody gets fearful and go safe it's time to go greedy <laughs> right. right and uh it takes and, me and back to it's a wonderful <laughs> life george you and yeah. i were the only one who didn't panic in the depression, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's that's the problem with the with the general public, right? You know, they everything gets going good. We get in this bull market, and we people get what I call bull market itis and bull market market genius hitting them, where they they think you know the ladder goes to the sky, and 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 everybody gets addicted to gains. Everybody gets addicted to performance and, and easy money. But guys, the the game the day for easy money and the day for all that great performance is gone today. There's a time and a place to make money, and there's a time and a place to preserve what money you have. It's time to preserve. It's time to be very cautious. Step very very lightly. Stick, you know. Don't don't even don't even swim. We're just barely touching a toe in the pool here and there, just to check to check the temperature. But we're just sitting on the side. We're we're waiting for the water to warm up and things to get a little more comfortable. Uh, and and we really really advise people today to do the same. And uh, now that the client's been calling for the last two weeks, hey, why, well, you know, y'all are only paying me four. The bank will pay me five. I, I want to take this money out, move it to the bank. And my whole question is, well, well, why would you want to do that? Uh, first of all, we don't feel that bank, banks are a good place to put your money. We've been saying that since January. Everybody needs to limit how much they have an account to not exceed a hundred thousand dollars per depositor. And the banks right now, they're going to give you a good rate, but that's for six months. Mm-hmm. Six months from now, those rates are going to be back. You know, they're going to that five months that that five percent CD is going to be three, three and a half percent, six to twelve months from now. And so, basically, all, all you're looking to do is achieve a one percent greater gain over six months and have all the complications of doing all that and moving the money around, moving the money back, doing all of this. And then you're going to be sitting in a bank while the bank crisis is hitting. You know, we just really strongly advise not to, to people not to go put a lot of money in banks. And that's one of my concerns is because the markets are so bad and, and people are looking for yield and bank CD rates are up so high. A lot of people are moving a lot of money to banks. I strongly advise against moving to banks this is just the beginning of the bank panic. This is just the beginning of the bank failures that we're going to see. One more clip, and for that, we turn to Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza in Southwest Florida. The show is WealthWorks Radio. Now, here we're talking about just what happened, and Eric points out that bank failures, not all that uncommon. What's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the banking situation right now is just a complete mess. Uh, you know, Silicon Valley, a lot of people are freaking out and panicking, and it's not really a big deal. I mean, you know, I, I don't think people realize how often banks fail. I mean, there were actually four banks in 2020 that actually failed. Really? How come we yeah. didn't hear about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it was only $458 million, so maybe that's why, you know. Um, this one's a little bit bigger. Uh, 2019, we also had four failures. Uh, 2017, there were eight failures. Huh. 
And if you go all the way back to 2008, which was, you know, a, a pretty bad year, there were 25 failures. But when you think that things are actually getting better, there were actually 140 failures in 2009. And the most failures that we've had in the past 15, 20 years is actually 2010 with 157 uh, failures. So we don't hear about these for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're smaller. Number two, they're not as like sexy as this one because this one's involved with crypto and Silicon Valley and everything that goes on out there. So all of a sudden it's a really big deal, but also we didn't have the inflation that we had back then. We weren't on the verge of a recession back then. Um, and so there's a lot of things that are happening now um, that are that are really big deals and interest rates, you know, really have uh, impeded these banks as well. Uh, they've helped an awful lot, but then they have also ruined others depending on how they were backed. And on this one, well, it was backed by crypto. And usually you take a bank and, and typically a bank or many of these insurance companies. And sometimes uh, you take a, a company like North American. They've been around since 1896. Uh, a lot of these other uh, big insurance companies were built or formed in the 1800s. And so they've been around for a while. But they also back everything up very conservatively. And th it, that's not what it was with Silicon Bank. I mean, they were, you know, they were basically crypto driven. So, you know, it was a pretty risky venture type of of bank and, and all those venture capitalists out there in California, this is what they deal with on a regular basis. I think uh, Mark Cuban said that he had uh, between eight and $10 million in that bank based on another venture capital uh, project that he was working on. So again, you know, a big mess for a lot of people, but for the typical investor, it's a few down days in the market and then we move on. And then we move on. Well, I mean, again, so far this week, the, the, the market has moved on. It has. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, I was I was grateful. Full disclosure, I picked up a bunch of shares of Bank of America at like twenty nine bucks. I was very happy about that. Pays out a nice dividend. And um, I think that was a pretty good buy right now. So the thing is, is that when something happens, you know, a lot of this affected the bigger banks for about a day. But, you know, they're pretty well shored up. And again, as interest rates move up, they're actually making more money now. And so for a long time, they weren't making very much money because they were loaning out money at basically practically nothing. And so, um, you know, I, I still have uh, commercial loans on my offices and I'm paying right under 5%. I mean, that's unbelievable. And so when rates had dropped, you know, and I was paying a little bit more, I said, hey, you guys, I said, either you drop my rate or I go somewhere else because I can refinance this, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, we'll give you this price, you know, and no paperwork or anything. They literally just dropped it down and now I'm there. And so, you know, it, it's funny the other day because they're like, well, you know, if you buy anything, you know, you're, you're not going to get that rate. And they're kind of like laughing now, right? But hey, I figure I can still afford to pay a higher interest rate because all my other interest rates are so low. When you really dollar cost average them in, it's still a darn good deal. Right. So that's what the consumer has to take a look at. Um, when, when you take a look at this bank, what, what, what it really comes down to with this is that you want to make sure that you go through your investments and making sure that you don't have anything that is toxic in your portfolio. And now I've been talking about this for a long time. Now people are starting to realize now I understand what it's like to have something that is toxic in my portfolio.
Let's appreciate Eric's insight. Steering clear of toxicity in your portfolio seems like good advice to me. And again, it goes to having the right plan in place. Eric and his team are certainly there to help you get on the right track. Now, you can hear Eric's show, Wealth Works Radio, on News Radio, 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida. Or you can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get a podcast, subscribe to it. We'll make sure it's in your collection each and every week. Visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com, E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, advisor.com. And you can find him on TV both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. So that's it. Episode 185, Cook, Cut, and Ready for that Digital Delivery. Financial Pizza featuring clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and advisors from around the country each and every week. I bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, just subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, well, anywhere you get a podcast. You know the drill. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. We would really appreciate that. And if you want to reach folks direct, give them a call right here, 800-662-6808. You can also text PIZZA to 600-700. I've got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. Reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. I want to thank Dave Perkins and Christy Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and originates from the palatial studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I do appreciate it. Going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.